What's happening? Hey guys. What's Gucci, y'all? You said what? Do you hear what I'm talking about, though? I was like, hey guys. I don't talk like that. Yeah, I don't. Why did you do that? I don't know. Your voice ran all the way up your nose, for sure. I know. I was literally two seconds. Like right here. I swear. (laughs) (laughs) How about, hey y'all, listen. This, this week, I had to repot a few of my plants. You ever, do you ever do something like important, but at that same time, your mind just starts racing. So then you try to do other things alongside it and you just end up doing too much. I, what I mean by this is I just, I had three plants in my sink because I was going to water them, right? It was like a watering day earlier this week. And at mm-hmm. the same time I had took the, some dishes, some cups that were in the sink and I had took them out. So after I watered the plants, I was like, well, while this dishwashing liquid's right here, let me go ahead and just put some dishwashing liquid, you know, up in the cups and let them like kind of sit and soak. I grabbed the dishwashing liquid. My hands are already wet from the water. No, I grabbed it and then it slipped out my hand and fell. And when it fell, it hit the counter and it just shot out dishwashing liquid into the soil of the plants in the sink. Dang. And it was the soil was wet. So then I'm literally seeing my plants like it's and like the suds. Yeah. I ran out the door to go find pots and to go get some new soil because I'm like, no, nah, we can't just let the plants die. But I'm like, what am I doing? I was so mad at myself. Yeah. I'm like, why did I put I mean, dishwashing liquid? I mean, that wasn't your fault, though. It's like your hands could have been a little bit more stable. But like past that point, it was, you know, up to the universe. <laughs> like it could have fell on the ground, but it didn't, you know? <laughs> I don't know how it to feel about what you just said. Because like if they would have <laughs> fell on the ground, it would have been much more understandable. But it's like. I don't know. I felt like my plants were like. We don't want to be with you no more. Yeah. Like, you know how sometimes we're just like, hey, man, just put me back on the shelf. We'll talk in like a couple weeks. Like, yeah, that's what I felt. It felt sad. But I'm so sorry. When I was at the store, there's a plant I needed to repot probably like a month ago. And sorry, Paco. He got replanted, though. He uh, we feel happy. I just didn't. I feel like we should we should somehow get into like the pot game. Pots are pots are getting expensive. Yeah, they've always been expensive. <laughs> Unless you're getting like the normal clay ones, you know. What you say? They've always been expensive. Unless you're getting the normal like the normal ones, you know, like the little one like when you think of a plant in a pot. Yes, but what is that, that word pot you said? is cheap clay oh got you what'd you think i said i don't know but i thought you said something like different like you know how people when they used to talk about bathroom floors they'd be like oh the little the linoleum and i'm like nobody knows that that's the name of that time no i get what you say that's a little funny (laughs) i thought you did something like that with the pot like unless you get you know like the terracotta and i thought you said something weird i'm like what's that word no that is really what it is though um (laughs) no i've had um Probably a more di- disastrous week than you. I have food poisoning. And I honestly feel like I, ha- even though most of the people who listen to the Did podcast. Did you hit your weight loss goal this Insta- week with the food poisoning? What'd you say? I feel like food poisoning is usually a good way to start like a weight loss journey. So my food poisoning that literally had me looking Jesus in his eye, that I lost 12 pounds in two days. But like yeah. 
this food poisoning just gave me gas and bloat. Like it didn't really take. Oh no, that's even worse because you're just away. uncomfortable from the waist down. Yeah, exactly. Like if you walk too fast, you might be out of breath. You know, and that's what I was experiencing. But what I was going to say is I feel like a lot of the people that listen to the podcast already follow me on Instagram. But I feel like I have to retell my story mm-hmm. of my first day out of the house after having food poisoning. Um, long story short, I was going home on the subway. Hold on. Caution. What? If you have a sensitive stomach, like, yeah, grab something. If you have a sensitive stomach. Like literally just skip 10 seconds forward because I'm going to I'm going to go quick with the story. But I left my house, went to work, went to the train to go back home from work, got on the first cart. And there was throw up all on the floor, on the seat. The entire train smelled like throw up. And I was like, everybody who's close to me knows I (laughs) no, literally. And like Wesley knows, but like I am so afraid to throw up like. To the point where I, when I have to throw up, it takes a while for me to get it out because my brain, like, pushes it back down. Side like, note, Hava also doesn't like multiples. So, throw up is always just, you know, like, little chunky, 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 much. chunky. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it, like, I, I'm i speechless as I'm trying to talk about it. Like, I can't. Um, so, then I ran out that um, card and then I went to the next car and there was this homeless guy who was really dirty like and you know how homeless people like okay you see dirt but like he (laughs) looked like he rolled in dirt and i felt really bad for him but he also was like hunched over drooling and like wiping his drool from his mouth but like walking through the train as it's moving so now you have to hold the poles for stability and now the drool that you wiped from your mouth is on the pole tell me why he literally stopped right in front of me grabbed the pole right next to my head and he stopped and put out his hand. You know, usually you act like you you don't see them. Like you just act like you're on your phone. And I was so scared that he was going to drool on me. I was like looking at him like I'm not giving you anything. But like, please walk away. <laughs> I'm so stressed right now. <laughs> like, Yeah, read you know, my like spirit. That, read my spirit. No, literally. Like I wasn't looking at him in his eyes. But like, you know, that that meme of the fox on the edge of the bed. <laughs> that's how i was sitting on the edge of the seat in, this, in the train i was like please walk away and he stood there for a hot minute and as soon as he walked away and his hand separated from the pole you could see the spit from his mouth that he put on his hand and then two seconds later he got off somebody else got on and they grabbed the pole and now listen a lot of people commented on my story and they were like how you didn't want to give him a heads up i was so traumatized i couldn't even speak Mind you, I also had food poisoning the day before. I was trying. If I breathed, I probably would have thrown up everywhere. So, like, Mm. it was a lot. It was stressful. I don't know how you can be sick. And, like, you can't have a weak stomach in New York, I feel like. No. Because it's a lot that happens. Even just from, like, like I don't live there. Obviously, y'all know I'm in St. Louis. But, like, my algorithm, I feel like, thinks I'm in New York sometimes. And it's, like. Yeah that's i literally was getting off the train the other day and this guy was hunched over blowing snot out of his nose and holding down the opposite nostril and then it got like stuck on his hand and he like flung it and <laughs> i was like i i was like i just i feel but like there's I also see these something things. to admire not about nasty people but 
there's there's a certain how was looking at me like where are we going with this there's yeah, like a certain <laughs> there's like a certain what are we admiring <laughs> and like a certain wherewithal you have to have to be like everybody's looking and i'm gonna do it anyway i've just always there's something about that person that's like so not that's incredible i don't know i just hmm. thinking about it makes me um my stomach turn and then I have one, just one ADHD comment of the week. Because I said this yesterday to my friend and she was laughing at me. And I was like, oh, I'm being so serious. I laid in the bed and I was like, I don't think I'm made for the streets. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I realize I am a routine person. Like, I am at my utmost happiest state when I'm in in the house by 6-7. I've done all my night routine, eaten dinner, and I'm in my bed by like 930. And I have like, to me, the night is young, but I'm so excited because the night is young and I'm in my house and I have mm-hmm. so much I could do. I can play a game. I could watch a movie like. So, yeah, people who I think the streets, they don't have that mindset, I don't think. I think for me, like New York. I still haven't had my like New York, like a, lo- a long, nice New York moment yet. But yeah, I I really know that I am someone like I'm a, I, I claim the Midwest. I'm going to go and I travel to other cities, stay places. But I need. I don't know that I can live in a city that is based on public transportation for everybody, like great public transportation. Yes. But like. If the whole city is based on public transportation, there's a there's a different sense of time. You know what I mean? Like it takes two hours to do everything. Yeah. You, you, you nothing are now is, you're nothing simple. Yeah. No. And not only that, like when I was sick, I've been sick multiple times since I've moved here. My immune system is like being exposed. Um, Y'all don't have oxygen there. Yeah. But it's also like when you're sick, a lot of people in New York live alone. Or, like, they live with roommates, but, like, whatever. And for me, I'm like, okay, if you're sick, how does one take care of themselves if they're sick? And, like, for me, I have Draco, and Draco's stomach was hurting the same time mine was hurt. I was like, we can't both mm-hmm. have messed up stomachs. And I'm like, we're by ourselves. And then I have to, like, Y'all bathroom move. was just crazy this week. That's <laughs> <laughs> Mine wasn't coming out that end. It was, I was throwing up. Sorry. Mm. TMI. Anyways. Um... Yeah, but it's like, and then you have to physically move to get to do your day. It's like, at least you can be lazy in the car. You're like, oh, I have to just walk. To the yeah, car. I was about to say, you I know, can like, I can have low energy and still drive thirty minutes when yeah, I have to walk to thirty minutes to wait fifteen to yeah. deal with the bus in order to shop and then carry the dog. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm like, finna groceries fast. Groceries become strategic. Those oh I just want to roam in the store. There is no such thing as roaming in the store because now there's it's work to get to the store to roam. Like, and I realize that like <laughs> I've been no doing window shopping. this. No, there's no window shopping. That's why I be online, um, and that's why Apple Pay shouldn't be a thing. But I also realize that I've literally been doing this for like seven years. Why? And I just I did seven? the same thing except I like subtracted the the hills but like i literally have been doing the same things so what do you what's better your your trek in san francisco or your trek in new york 
now keep it even. I know that in San Francisco you didn't have as much money and you were in college, so it's a whole different experience. But if you could pick, are you talking about the work to go to and fro? Yes, it's much easier in New York. Not because it, not only because the ground is flat, first of all, but again, you have the subway in San Francisco. It's really actually hard to get around unless you have a car. How and come I didn't you didn't have put a car. the N or the M on on that word? What? Why'd you decide to and fro was what you? What did I say to and fro? Just a second ago, I was like, "Do you think it's easier in like San Francisco or New York?" You're like, "You mean to get to and fro?" You don't even I'm know you're saying that. <laughs> you don't. You don't even. You okay? So no, she don't I'm, know what I'm what culture you just it. tapped into. Yeah. Anyways, the ground is flat here, and like you have the subway, and you can sit down and take a break. In San Francisco, there is no like you have to really have a car. Otherwise, you're getting everywhere by foot. And yes, there is BART. Yes, there is the Muni, which is their bus system. But like not really, you know, and like I would be having to carry bags of bags of groceries up and down hills until I thought, hmm, let me get a cart. Like, it's good for your character. The, no, my back is actually like. To be honest, pushing a cart up a hill sounds harder than just carrying the groceries not, in the cart. It's not because you put you prop that cart on the back wheels and you just let it, you know, you guys can't see me, but I'm like gesturing like slow. Like, yeah, and you should stop the cart like (laughs) (laughs) anywho. Welcome back to the podcast, y'all. We missed you. Welcome back, guys. I got reviews this week on the podcast and most of them came about embarrassed i don't even know how you said it how do you say it not embarrassing embarrassing Embarrassing. what do people say wait this is clearly misunderstood yeah they say who we were y'all know who he is clearly misunderstood we back we back okay what do people say about my wait what's your name for the first time listeners i'm wesley y'all what's happening i'm hava and if you're new here and this is your first episode we're brother and sister welcome yeah this is uh this is one of my we best never friends. say that i feel like we need to start saying that because people like new people like if this is their first episode they were like okay they're wesley and hava and what you know and that's a and big that's part enough. of our brand i think people no. need to stop being so nosy and trying to figure out what the relations are and just listen to <laughs> the relationship <laughs> and learn from it there's no relations <laughs> like uncle ruckus <laughs> did you see that in our friends group chat what happened? Put, not a sinking. Mm-mm, I didn't see that one. So, guys, there's this. I'm going to let you talk about the thing in a second. It's going to be real quick. There's this post on Instagram, and it's talking about, like, first of all, you know, like, the well-known image of the Titanic, and the boat is sinking. The ship is sinking, and everybody's in the water. And the, the image is from the perspective of the people in the water watching the ship sink. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? So somebody put like if the titanic sank today and it was the same image but everybody was holding up their phones to like record it and then somebody else like replied or commented to that post and was like not us sinking and i was like literally that's what you would say nowadays (laughs) (laughs) but i told mars mars our brother that i like I feel like millennials and Gen Z's don't re- like we don't panic to things that like 
our parents and our grandparents would panic to because we've gone through so much that we're just like numb. Like we're very nonchalant about our like panic in quotes response. To be honest, like not to serious us out for a second, but I say all the time, like generations, they matter, right? Because they come with different, they come with different, different dispositions. I would say all the time, like, yo, if you were born after 9-11, it's literally a different world. Like everything is about panic. So like you could just kind of, you just handle that yeah. as the norm. That's your norm. Yeah. Our response is like, oh dang, not a sinking. Like that's hella funny to me. Okay. You know, I People always wondered on, on that Titanic picture. No, no, no. We gonna go back to this Titanic. I didn't, I never thought until now. Who took that picture? I don't know. But also, you haven't seen the Titanic, have you? No, that that's just too yeah, long, Wesley, and I've heard we, too much about it. We, no, I'm an anti-classic movie person, y'all. When it comes He's, to when it comes to art, let me correct art, him. He's an anti-movie person, y'all. <laughs> anti most movies. It's not just classics. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. But I'm definitely <laughs> uh, like the the Schindler's List. I watched Forrest Gump just a few years ago. Now, when I say a few years ago, it's probably it's it's definitely less than 10. Like I just watched that within like my for sure adult life. Um, but it's still like the Titanic. You have to watch it. It's such a great movie. I went through a phase where I was obsessed with that movie. I watched it like every other day. I like my heart will go on. OK, I feel you like that's close. like that. You can't like that unless you've seen the Titanic. That's cheating. I realize that I fixate on things and like I go through phases when I was a kid, I would go through like phases where I liked a movie and I would watch it every day. I would come home from school and watch it every day. You remember when I watched John Tucker must die like every day. It didn't come that's out a of a good the movie. Though. Player. That that's a In good the movie. Same though. It is. But like I was young. Why am I obsessed with this movie? Then it was Titanic and then it was Coraline and it's the same with music. Like I'll replay the same song back to back to back over and over and over again until I get tired of it. And then I realized because I was scrolling on social media, they were like, oh, do you do this? That's your ADHD. And I was like, oh, my God. Nobody told me. That's interesting. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Interesting. ADHD does that, too. Hmm. I think there's a lot of. Because I didn't think I in my head, I'm like, that's normal, but it's not normal. People don't do that. <laughs> I mean, we've always been the one percent because facts. But like, I really actually thought that like, if you liked a movie or a song, everybody's just rewatching it and yeah, I do that. Like, it. I just I know when something. What's the word? Like, I know when I won't get sick of something. Like, I can hear a song and be like, "Dang, I like this song," but after a couple weeks, it can be overplayed. But when I really like a song, I know from day one, it's like, oh, I can't overplay this. So then I like. Yeah, that's how I feel about Rich Baby Daddy. I. <laughs> I'm I promise sorry, you. y'all, for the silence. I didn't I didn't know what to Every respond time with. that song plays, I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's funny because I just I was just listening to the Joe Button podcast and he was like, everybody was killing me when I said this song is dumb and it's not good and it's not going to work and it's dead now. Here, Hava come with. No, that's my. It's name. not dead. It's not <laughs> dead. Who said it was I'm, dead? I won't lie though. I do actually like. I do like that song. It's so good. I feel like you Rich Baby Daddy you can't is listen the to same. That song and be still. 
as that happy birthday song from the Scorpion album. I feel like they're in the same ilk and it's like people hated them and I don't know why, but something about them work for me. Yeah. I do like it. Okay, get to your get to your comments about our past my my statement, the embarrassing cuz we haven't even started our topic today. Yeah, we we can we can pass on it. I just think uh I think your your the way you setting. pronounce yeah the no ma'am the you're the confuser <laughs> <laughs> the way that you uh the way that you pronounce english words i think pe- people just enjoy them you should do like a series of like mispronunciations yeah and guys i just want to i just want to say it's all jokey jokes like i don't actually go around saying that like that She's lying to you. She just doesn't talk to other people like that. Because if we were in the kitchen (laughs) and she was talking to the family, she would have talked just like that and kept it going and been confused (laughs) on why we aren't following. So don't, don't, don't let her do that. Everybody knows what that is, Wesley. You're the only one that's left out. Embarrassing. Microwave. Ew. (laughs) I love that microwave. Onion. <laughs> Not onion. <laughs> no, that one I don't like. <laughs> yeah, I would say that made me want to straight close, like, a, yeah, close my ears. Onion. Yeah. Nah. All right. What's happening, y'all? Let's just, let's hop in. Yeah, today is about creativity and inspiration. Do you feel more creative when you're in a relationship? No. And the reason why I say <laughs> they be driving I me. <laughs> wait, no, I I I want to say I haven't yet, but I have found that my past relationships have been with people who are on my athletic side mm, and not my artist creative side. So I don't really feel my most creative when I'm in my relationship. Besides that, I am like one that gets consumed and absorbs my surroundings if I care about them like I get kind of wrapped up in them so when I'm in a relationship it's not that I'm not being creative but I feel like I put a lot of focus to the relationship and like that side of my creativity like the creative the creative side of my brain isn't really being tapped unless I'm actively tapping it plus the fact that I haven't really been with somebody who's like been an artist or something like that so my answer is no update life update y'all i have recently and not recently it's just been quiet for a second i'm dating someone and not the shoulder <laughs> y'all can't see wesley but he, uh, did you i did my he shoulder shrugged one shoulder <laughs> and then, like cl- half closed his eyes <laughs> It's all still new. No, it's good. We we we're rocking steady. The families matter. It's pretty. It was it was nice. But I have felt so creative since, partly because I've I've decided to tap back into like, my. So I didn't realize I was sad these last five years because I wasn't creating, but at the same time I felt like when I was sad I didn't have the energy to create. So yeah. it's, you know, I mean, it was a whirlwind. But now like, yeah. we we back outside. I definitely, even in my my past relationship i feel like relationships make me creative because it like they add light to you i'm sad to hear your answer it's like mm. 
Well, I feel like relationships probably make you creative because you're a very like introspective person. I feel like you're always reflecting on yourself and your words and your life and your being rather than like reflecting on or observing like what's going on around you. Outside facts. So whenever you're in a relationship, it it doesn't distract you from yourself, but it pulls you out of that into a different space. Whereas like me, I am very like observing and looking out at everything mm, that's around me. So the me. relationship makes you go. And in. the relationship makes me like fixate because I like my mind works so fast. I can focus on so many different things at the same time. I, my brain is moving very fast. So whenever I'm in a relationship, I feel like it slows me down and I'm like, okay, this is a person in front of me. I care about them. They're talking to me like I'm going to focus on them. And it like it doesn't. It doesn't suppress my creativity. It just like my brain is not moving as quick, if that makes sense. Would would you consider that a distraction in a way? Um, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like maybe I would be it would be less of a distraction if I was if I ended up with somebody who was also a creative. Then maybe they would be fueling me the way that I feel like I would need. But in the past, I could see yeah some of my relationships being distractions yeah I ask but with like, that being said i'm a very opinionated decisive person so like i still do what i have to do regardless of whatever you're doing and saying but i feel like the amount of time that i would take is maybe cut like a third of it is taken away and put into the relationship if that makes sense yeah where do you where do you pull most of your inspiration from well not most but like if you're like, all right, I need to get in the zone, right? Before you create, you're trying to get yeah. in flow. What are you doing? Are you going to this Instagram? This is my favorite question you, to ask or answer. Um, I First, I want to say I thrive alone. Like my soul is fueled when I'm alone. And prob- most people probably I turn off the I lights. Like, I turn the air on 65. I yeah, get really well, cold. No. And- <laughs> <laughs> no, but like just like I love to be outside in society alone because I feel like much like there's less distractions. If there's somebody in front of me, if I'm with somebody, my brain is going to want to respond to them rather than what's around me. So I like to like go to museums or like go sit in a park or go sit in a cafe and literally just like look at people or look at different art or like Rome. And then if I'm in the house, my favorite forms of like, or my favorite mediums to get inspiration from, obviously I'm scrolling through Instagram a lot, but I don't really find Instagram is kind of one of those things where I'm like keeping up on what everybody else is doing or what's trending. And that's more for my social Mm -hmm. media, not necessarily for like my film side. But when it comes to my film side, I go to like Pinterest because I feel like Pinterest is Instagram without all the noise. Like I'm just looking at other creatives and other concepts and colors. And like, it literally can be like a pen on a table and the table is empty, but there's just a pen and like a cup of coffee that's like almost to the bottom, but there's still a little bit in the cup. And it's like, you can get so much inspiration from that. But if I saw it on Instagram, I'd be like, oh, like I would just keep scrolling. So I find myself like, yeah, I just find myself like I'm on Pinterest a lot. I love Pinterest. 
Mm-hmm. And then I also pull from like personal life experiences or stories that I've heard from other people. And I'm like, that would be a great, that would shoot well. That's what I think in my head. What about you? So mine has always been music, but lately things for me are going back local. So there's this there's this new group here in St. Louis. Uh, I mean, they've been artists for a while, right? But they they just dropped an album called Darkwood, Kiro Kano and MP Franco. Excellent, excellent album, rapping and singing. And it's literally the only thing that I'm listening to right now. I have it on repeat at all times of the day. I know every word to it. They actually had a, a show last night that I went to and then talked to them after. And it was like, got mad inspired to just, I like when people around me are creating and I like to consume what they're creating because that, that makes yeah. me feel like I'm, you know, I'm one step away from doing that same thing versus something that's so like out of reach. Like I'm not in Canada, like Drake sounds good, but like, it doesn't make me move the same way as, you know, buddy down the street who's performing down the street. Like that's, yeah. that's tight. So I've been, I've been listening to a lot of, a lot of music, but specifically the Darkwood album that, that, that really has got me going actually in the song or in, in on, blah, 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 blah. on the mm-hmm. album, they that. have, he has a song where he's talking about like, dang, you must like being broke. And he wrote it for himself because he was like, man, I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting down like kind of, you know, I'm getting high. I'm chilling, but I'm not I'm not using the talent and gifts God gave me to serve. And that's what's going to bring me money. So he's like, let me let me start doing what I'm supposed to. But in the song, he was like, it's hard to get your work done if you're always trying to show something. And I had to like really sit down with that because my whole life I've known like my gift is talking, right? Like whether it's this podcast, the YouTube show, different public speaking engagements, like it's always been talking and speaking. But I realized like you can talk all day for free, of course. And so it's like, man, what am I creating to allow this to feed me? And yeah, so I have been... I've tapped into local St. Louis artists more so that I can I can feel that inspiration like dog this is around the corner. Oh, they recorded this, you know, an hour away from here. Oh, and 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 get that. But I would also say I have come I've come around I've come around the corner. TikTok TikTok is an excellent app, y'all. I I was pretty anti TikTok for a long time. Listen back to our podcast episodes or he's hating on me. Like, I don't think I was hating. I was just misunderstanding. You were hating. It's okay. <laughs> no, nah, y'all. I, I used to, I used I used to hate TikTok. I actually used to kind of check Hava on like, why are you on this so much, yo? This yeah. app, you know, I keep it. I keep it straight. I don't be. I don't. I haven't lost my life to TikTok. I only use it like if I'm like in settings where you know it's like five to ten minutes, like mostly the bathroom, but TikTok is like YouTube and Instagram, or excuse me, it's like YouTube and Pinterest and Google put together. I can search my idea and very quickly pull three or four things. Let me check these out and move. I didn't, I didn't realize how powerful TikTok was. I, I've got to say like, I'm sorry to the world, like TikTok is it. And if you're a creative and you're wanting to figure out what to do, 
just search those ideas on TikTok and you'll find something. Like it's it's it might be one of the top five research tools like out in the public for real. So tick TikTok and title have been my go tos. If you're listening to music in twenty twenty four, get title. I know your whole list is on Spotify. They got y'all, I'm just preface. They got apps where you can transfer your playlists. You know I have a family plan, but I don't have nobody in there for real. Why you got a family plan? Because me and Marco wanted title, and it was cheaper to get the family plan than to buy it individually. But I got like three more spots. Yeah, I'm a Spotify girly, girly pop. Yeah, no, you you know Luna says that like for real, for real. I taught her. I know, but like, yeah, when you're not around. Mm Mhm. As she should. I love that for her. Sorry, I have a nail that's like really bothering me. Mm. Um, but let me. I wanted to comment. I really loved what you said about like being in public alone, because that's yeah. exactly why I love being in the club. Like I know maybe talking that's about so spir- funny. <laughs> like spiritual people, you're not supposed ever. to be like like I love <laughs> I love the club. I love bars. I love large spaces with a lot of people in music because you can really, and when I worked at a bar, I think it's people watching brings a lot to me. Like I can sit down and just look at people interact for a few hours and I can come home and create with that. Like I need that. And I just think the bar is the place where you can see, you get a little bit of everybody. Like it's dark, but there's so much going on. It's like you're by yourself. But I'm also hella fly, so then people want to walk up and talk to me. So I get, you know, I get those moments of, like, individuality with people. I I love it. Being in public. I don't know how people create, like, like how Kanye West is like, you know what? I'm going to go to the desert and lock myself away. Really, it actually is really, it's like the opposite. It's it's the same experience except on the opposite side of the spectrum. And that's why, like, I don't know. There are times where I feel like I need to be in public and I need to be alone and, like, just observe what's around me. And then there are times where I feel like I need to be isolated and with my thoughts. Because now I've I've gone out and observed and now I need to process. And so I feel like... Like a lot of the times when I would be at home and I would go on my like two hour bike rides, that was my equivalent. Like literally being nowhere around anybody by myself in my thoughts. And I feel like I'm massaging the creative side of my brain when I'm out or when I'm on Pinterest or when I'm at a museum or if I'm talking to somebody about something creative and then the creative idea actually blooms when I'm sleep or when I'm in the shower for sure or when I'm like on a bike that step ride away. And so, and when I'm not trying. And so there's a quote that I posted a while ago and it's actually on one of my vision boards, but it's like creative people need time to sit around and do nothing. And I love that quote because it's so true. Mm. Like if you're forcing it too much, it's not going to happen. And obviously if you don't try, it's not going to happen. So you have to find a, you have to find a happy medium 
and you have to find it for yourself because everybody's happy medium is different. And I feel like for me, and I feel like it's something that you have to learn about yourself because it might change over time. Like for for me, I found myself being, I felt like my creative turnover was quicker when I was in school because I had resources and I was around people who were doing the same thing as me. But now that I'm not in school and I'm not around resources as equal as easily and I'm not around the same people who are or doing around people who are doing the same thing as me, I feel like my creative turnover is not as quick. And then when that happened, I was like, okay, wait, do I need to take space? Do I need to take time? Am I trying to force it? But then it's- that time became long in my own interpretation. So then I was like, okay, now I need to try. And so it's one of those things where creativity is like, I feel like creativity works as like a wavelength and Mm -hmm. there's like peaks and then there's, um, what is the opposite? A valley. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and hold on guys. Hold on. Hava is not a, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is okay it's ebb and flow or it's like the peak yeah and like i guess i was thinking about literally like <laughs> yeah, an actual so. wavelength what are those called oh like your sine curves oh you okay you have a crest and a trough yes that so like that boy smart y'all like, Ooh. <laughs> um i feel like obviously life is like this in general but i feel like with creativity it's not something that you can change. It's more of a ride that you're on and you need to know when to strike. But in knowing when to strike is to know yourself and to know your patterns and your environment and your personality and your habits. And so I feel like that's why it's like an ever changing thing. And to figure that out in different scenarios and different points of your life. Because for me, I thought I had it down when I was in college and now I'm out of college and I'm trying to figure out, okay, when is, when do I, how do I navigate this thing? Creativity. You know, what's wild is like, you really just gave me a lot of clarity, right? Cause in college, I mean, all through school, you know, all of our family, we're mad high performing. You're in 30 groups. You're, yeah. you're better be, in an exec position or like the president leading the groups type of stuff. Something yeah. that I didn't, wh- Nothing how you were saying. Nothing lower than an A. <laughs> n- no, like. That's like unacceptable. A B guys, having, is like having, having a B, you needed to come home with a really, with an A worthy explanation. <laughs> like, And the reason yeah. why can really only be, I genuinely don't know said topic. Because then and then okay, you got to get understand. checked because why didn't yeah. you ask for help? Yeah. Why did we get? No, it was really like that. Like you talking about it straight A like students, valedictorians, though, but, like, but no, it was, yeah. it was in a, it was it in a, it was in a healthy, unhealthy way. And I say that yeah. because what I didn't realize is that in school, right, everything was so funneled and channeled in such a way that you could move easier. Like you said, the resources, the groups. So all I had to do was plug myself into this and then do what I wanted with it. So since Mm -hmm. being out of school and out of college, like, I mean, I don't consider college as much as like once I got my master's, once I finished my graduate school, I've really been, I had been floating because like you said, there wasn't, 
what I realized, like I said, my talent was with talking and speaking and writing, but I was like, what platform, how do I use this now? And so for a long time, my, my last five years is what you said, like, wait, what's my environment? Who am I? What are my, I had to come, yeah, come into myself to realize like, oh, I'm, I'm in this space because like in high school, right? Middle school, high school, college, um, they, they provided the space for me to do my creating. Exactly. Leaving school, it took me a while, for, and you I don't know why, space. to realize not even find it. Because for a while, I was looking for it. I have to yeah. create the space that I want. Like, like, I found YouTube, right? How about the, I've been on YouTube for years trying to figure out, like, why do I, I'm obsessed with YouTube. You cannot get me to watch Netflix. You can't get me to watch a movie. But if it's on YouTube, I'll watch it. I watch more movies on YouTube over the last two years than movies on other on movie apps. But I realized it's like, oh, this is the space I want to be in. But now I need to create my space within this space. And that wasn't I would say that was a downfall, not a downfall. It was something I had to realize because of how we grew up. Like, yo, I want to be I can't turn in a perfect essay yeah. every time if this is my first Trial time creating this real thing. thing so i never gave myself the space i was talking to my friend josh you know bruce out in cali and hollywood he was he told me he's like hey man i know you're starting your youtube don't reshoot shoot it once edit it learn from it put it out but he's like give yourself the space to not be good at something that way you can learn how to develop it and i really had to sit with I don't know that I've ever given myself the space to not be good because we didn't have that yeah, chance. We didn't and really have that space. Most of the things that we did growing up as children, we were already naturally good at. So it's like, yeah, when you when you're the reason they make the curve your whole life, once you have to like once you're under the curve or you have to start anew and be just like average, that's something yeah. emotionally I actually didn't know how to handle. Yeah, and so as an adult, I, I had to realize there's some like childish things I have to transmute because like it's okay to yeah. not be good, but I didn't let that yeah. be okay. And I wanna I wanna say that it's not even just our parents; it's like society, yourself. There's pressure to be the best with no error from. No, that just starts with what well, we was born black. That's what I'm saying, like lines. society, Facts. your situation, like it's there are more than just your immediate like parents and siblings and stuff that adds to that. And so I totally agree. I feel like that's what's really hard for me now coming out of school at a high. I'm like battling a lot of different things and a lot of different feelings in terms of my creativity and my art. Um but yeah, I was going to say something else and now I forgot. Because you said well, something that like. Creating the space. Oh, no, I was going to ask you, what do you feel like inspires you? Because I want to I want to before you answer the question, I want to say that, like, I don't know how it is for everybody else. But when I'm inspired, it really gives the feeling like a euphoric feeling like you mm -hmm. genuinely feel like you're on top of the world and you're like, wow. I can do so much. Obviously, it quickly fizzles out. Like the next day, you're like, oh, shit. Like, wait, reality. Um, <laughs> but what do you feel like gives you that feeling in terms of 
your creativity and your art and whatnot. This sounds cheesy, but like women are my inspiration. Like for real, for real. It's like the and not in like a not in a shallow way, but in the sense of like, yo, if you sit back and you watch like how like you be doing a lot, handling a lot. Amen. No, (laughs) (laughs) she said, I don't know that amen had a little sinister on it. It had no, because it's real. Mm-hmm. Like no, no, I no, really respect facts. a guy that can sit back and realize all that women are carrying and having to do in just ten minutes. Like we really are doing a lot. No, and I'm not I, saying that men aren't either, but it's like it's really hard for us. No, we have we just it's literally our work. Our work is different, and so yeah. I I would say women and then just like like i said tapping back into my spirituality is like yo sometimes you get too close to all right yeah we've been i'm gonna take it on a different but you know sometimes you you get too close to being human and it's like dog this can't be all that there is it can't be but it's really easy for me to look at a woman and remember that we're divine because like you said yo they're doing a hundred thousand things your body is literally not the same as like what you're always shifting and transforming <laughs> that part and so for a while I sat down it's like man I feel like I've been the same for five years and you literally can't be the same like day to day you're different yeah, and it's like you know what allowed. that that is for me that's inspiring in a sense of like wait a second Wes you're not I had to realize like right with from you all this past year talking more on this podcast has, I had to realize like there's a there's a natural sense of like male ego that I don't think women have like women can get there but there's a certain sense of reality that women naturally move with that men don't have to until we face hard things because mm-hmm. it's like yes. you know what I mean like yo every you know you got a period coming you got yeah you just see how the world literally affects you physically in a way that's different from us. And it's like, oh, so I'm not mm-hmm. doing enough. And once yeah. I really sat with that, it's like, okay, I need to counter, I need to counterbalance this. And then, then I like, it, yeah, it just gave me a spark. Like I can do more cause we do more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like for real, for real. Yeah. It was like, yo, like, no, not. I'm not trying to like be jokey joke. But no, like, no, I, I know you know I'm serious that. and like a yeah. dog. I'm not. Do you see yeah. what's happening right here? I know, I know. Like, yeah, it, it, it was just one. It was just like the realization of like, I can do way more. So I'm not giving myself enough credit. I want to say that's what it was. I help you. You all help me see when I don't. You're not stepping up to the plate type you're not yeah. doing enough for yourself i love that and i feel like and i was in that when space you have that years. when you have that perspective on life it really opens your eyes because then you see how the world as in like society and not just america is made for a man and how being a woman is just that much harder I don't want to get into this topic because yeah, because we also like, it, I want it, I want to stop this. We have to curve that too because America is not made for men. America is made for white men, and I think a reality well, well, yes, in the conversation yes. is we don't talk yes. about yes, it's a man mm-hmm. blah, but yo, 
yes the, the black but, and white. but even then even that even that statement is it's still a man granted yes it's white men we know this and that Facts. we should probably break this off into a different episode but like i just want to say that like i feel like it really opens your eyes i was literally talking to my my client the other day who is a female and she had just started her cycle and she told me and she was like oh i just started my cycle and this happened that happened but whatever i'm ready to go today and i was like no you let me know what you're not able to do if you're feeling fatigue, if you don't even want to do today. Because as a trainer and as being a female trainer, it is my job to allow that space for you. And mm. being in my own position and my past experiences with track, I never want to do to you what happened to me. Because as a female runner and whatever whatever level you're at professionally collegiately you are expected to run and compete through whatever Regardless. the fuck you got going on and what's so crazy about that is that like in terms of just taking a, a female cycle it shifts your body so much that men don't even actually understand all of it like no. your teeth shifting your mouth your your levels of energy go down like you're a completely different person and Not so teeth shift in your mouth. No, they actually do. They really actually do. No, There's so much that, that happens to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's That's, actually crazy. I actually learned about that not too long ago. But uh, hold on, not hold on. To, we're gonna we're gonna have to write this down as like maybe navigating spaces because something I just realized as you were talking. Something else that I won't say it's not that it inspired me, but helped me get back to a space of creating was like I got creative when I really healed myself from the overstimulation of being in predominantly white spaces. Like working from home has healed me in a way it's like, yo, I'm around myself, my plants, and my culture. But if I'm spending most of my time outside of home, right, whether that's culturally or literally, when I come back home, the first thing I need to do is like decompress. And I feel like I took the last three years to decompress from the first 30 years. You know what I mean? Type of deal. Like, yeah. you you definitely. Yeah, yeah I don't. I, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. But, um, yeah, I feel like what inspires me the most is. Obviously, watching something that I find to be new and um, I don't know how to describe it. Not new necessarily in the idea, but how it's executed. I'm talking about film, by the way. Like, how do you know that before? Do you know what I mean? Like, how can, how do you know, like, I need to watch I this? I don't know before. I don't know before. But I am naturally um intrigued and interested in a certain like subject matter a certain genre a certain style so that's usually when I will watch something because I'm like oh it looks like something I would like but there are things where I'll watch it and I just like instantly after watching it I'm like I am so inspired and it can literally not even be a movie that's like that groundbreaking or that like moving but i find that the stuff that inspires me the the most is not stuff that people talk about the most it's actually bad things i love looking at quote-unquote bad content or bad movies like when i (laughs) i 
I will go on Netflix when I want to watch a movie and I will look for the C rate, you know, the two, three star movie, because I also find I was just out at the club the other day and well, not at the other day when I was at this music concert last night and this girl was dancing and she couldn't dance and she was so happy not dancing in public dancing that I was like, you know what? This is beautiful. Like, there's a certain well, sense well, of that, like, what you found inspiring was the fact that she was carefree. She didn't give a fuck. No, and and I needed, but, not necessarily but I the bad I need dancing. to, I need to see. No, even the bad dancing, because it was like, if you are carefree and you dance good, it's different. Oh well, no, you I'm saying the combination, but it's the fact yes, if she was yes, just yes. bad dancing and cared, or was just bad dancing and that was it. You would be like, oh my god. But no, it's the facts, fact that facts, she was just living her truth. And it was yeah. just like that. Yeah, that part was like, yo, it first off, it used to be dangerous for us to live our truth or it was interruptive. It's disruptive. And now it's like, yo, we are outside. We are adults. And yeah, that's that doesn't matter. You got to create you have to give yourself the space to, like you said, be bad. And I I'm like, I'm stepping into that this year is like, is it good enough? That's all I need. Because I've been looking at a whole bunch of stuff that I think is trash. And it's like, I can make trash, too. I bet. Yeah. Not that I'm no, making I feel trash, like but. What I was saying about the movie thing is that, like, there are certain films that I'll, I will watch and I'll leave feeling like, wow. Just like, maybe it's coming from the fact that I know all that goes into it. And when I look at an idea and it's usually something that's like simple, a simple idea that is filmed and executed in such an interesting and creative way. I feel like that's what inspires me the most. And it's actually really funny years and years and years ago when hunger, the first hunger games came out. I remember watching that movie and being emotional, not because the movie's like sad and shit, but I was just like so inspired by like they did the that. story and how it was executed. Yes, I was like they did that. Like they really did that. And some might disagree, but Do I you just think feel maybe like maybe it's not your ADHD. Do you think maybe you watch something a thousand times because you really are studying it and you're just not necessarily conscious of the different switch you're looking at when you're looking at it again? No, I say that all the time. I used to get in trouble for watching an, an excessive amount of TV when I was younger. And I I make the joke now that I was just doing research as a kid. Literally. Um, but no, I find myself like I wouldn't consider like John Tucker must die inspiring. Sometimes I actually watch things not necessarily for my ADHD, but just for like the comfort. And like if off. I'm depressed in that moment, I'm like, OK, I just need to like. I will say, I will proudly say that I keep up with the Kardashians for that reason. Like when I just need to like sit back and do nothing and use nothing, no effort. I just watch their life and it just makes me, it just makes me laugh and I love it. But I will say that like Kim Kardashian is low key kind of inspiring too. Yes, she has a lot going for her and she has a lot of help and money and whatnot, but like out of all of them, I, I sometimes I like listen to her or like I'll watch the show and I'm like, she's low key kind of inspiring. So no, y'all saw, y'all saw when we played the culture game or whatever game that was like Kim K got is moved up on my list. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like she's she's cool people sometimes. Um, But yeah, I just. When I get that feeling when I watch a movie, it's like. 
the best feeling in the world. And then, like I said, it quickly feels fizzles out. And then I'm like trying to search on what can like reignite that feeling. Do you know the last um, because movie not that rewatching you that? it? Oh, a last movie that made me feel that way. Um, because like they've like the new thrillers is uh what's his name? He used to be Key and Peele. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Does he still like? Does he inspire you right now? Get with Out made doing? me feel that way. I, w- I wrote a whole essay in college about Get Out. Um, but I wouldn't consider that recent. That was like years ago. Um, yeah, for sure. Nope, what is, which is his most recent movie. I don't feel like it made me inspired. Euphoria made me really inspired. And I want to say that I'm watching these films and shows not necessarily just as like the normal viewer but i am really like not consciously but i feel like i'm subconsciously watching it as like a director's standpoint Mm. and so i'm like i love when i can watch something and appreciate the director's vision i'm like yes i love what you did there and i would have done the same thing or oh i didn't even think about that the next time i shoot something that's similar to this I might think about doing something similar. Like that's the stuff that feeds me. And then I like watching the, movies and, with you for that reason. When we watched Euphoria, yeah. it was like, dog, this is a whole like I was gonna get a lot of this, but what you just said, I'm not looking at it from the director's point of view. And then it's like, Yeah, oh, this scene is turnt, actually. Yeah. And like and I just love and that's the reason why I don't like a lot of things that a lot of people like, like a lot of people like the more cliche escapism film. And I don't like that. I like stuff that makes me think I like stuff that makes me uncomfortable. And I love when I get to watch movies with Wesley because I, he kind of like leans on me to like explain things further. And that also makes me further inspired because I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, like I like when people get excited about things I'm excited about. So I was going to say, I love doing the things that I don't like doing. I just don't like doing by myself, but I love doing with someone who loves it. Like if I don't like a show and you like the show, I can like it when I watch it with you. That's what scandal was. I hated scandal until I watched it with my roommate and I'm like, dog, this is hard. Or like, yeah. um, um, yeah. Any movie with Hava. I can watch a movie with Hava any day of the week, but I love that. if Hava tells me to watch the movie and then let's talk about you it, won't watch it. We won't talk about it. <laughs> the Haunting of Hill House, that show will forever be my favorite. It is so inspiring. I've talked about it so many times on this, but like on this podcast, but as a director, like just knowing that one episode out of that season is one continuous shot and it jumps between two different time, like two different decades, but there's no cut in the camera. It's just a different set connected to a di- Like talking, I just want to do a whole episode talking about that. Like it would be so much fun, but like watching stuff like that really inspires me. But then it's also like, I'm trying to find a way to use that inspiration and fuel it into something that actually happens for me. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of it is like, Oh my God, I'm inspired. I have thoughts but then I never actually do them. So that's my, my goal in 2024. 
know, that's why we got to let go of the things that are in the way. Yeah. Anywho, this was a great episode, and I actually feel, like, really good. I feel like today is going to be a good day. It's sunny outside. There's snow in the ground, which is, like, dead. But, like, anytime it's sunny outside, I'm like, wait, why am I happy? And I'm like, oh, it's the sun. (laughs) And, you know, my room has, my bedroom has literally no windows. So when I open that door and it's, like, the sun is beaming in the living room, I'm just like, oh, today's the day. Today is the day. It's like, what did, uh... Mr. Rogers say it's a beautiful it's day a in the beautiful neighborhood beautiful day in the neighborhood yes that's right. how I feel Shout out every to you. time I, it's crazy that you just said that I met there's a St. Louis artist and he has a song and in the song he says it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood to be that nigga and I'm like no nah, that's hard no for real <laughs> but like shout for out sure, for to, sure. he, he got a shout out to the man in the sweater though you can't just say that and act like it's his come on now no 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 he, he know it wasn't his it's Mr. It's Mr. Roger yeah no, He's that, one of the few really, good white men a, out there. That's a straight bar. Like, Mr. Rogers really actually had it down. Like, I really feel that way every time the sun just, like, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Beams through my window. I'm like, here we go. Let's get it. <laughs> we hope this, this episode has done something and sparked something in you. Let us be your muse. And you be ours. Like, come on now. I'm ready to talk to you guys. And, like, uh, Wesley hears a lot back from his people, but... I hear back from some of mine, but like I wanna, I wanna really actually create a community where we can have some back and forth. No, for sure, we we got some things coming for the community. But you know how I'd be like, hey, your people call my people. I'll have your your, hey, my people, don't tell me no more. Tell Hava, Hava people. I love that. Tell me. Or actually, let's let's switch like, this up a little bit. Make an Instagram, and you guys can tell us. Yeah, we we should have did That's that. That's like a, long a lot time of work, ago. but we're. Yeah. We'll We're see. not going to we'll talk see. about it. We're going to end here. Yeah. <laughs> Deuces. Love you. Bye.